Hey, and welcome to the No Chords But The Truth podcast in association with the British Country Music Festival. My name's Matt Spracklin, and uh, on this episode, I was joined by Twinny, and we sat upstairs in Bertie Blossoms in Notting Hill with a gin. We paused and then started one of the best conversations I've had in a long time. I say conversations, uh, you won't hear much from me, but what Twinny has to say is so true, important and thought provoking. We talk about the struggles she's had to face, we talk about women in country music, uh, mental health, and we hear all about the new album. I know you're gonna really enjoy this, so here is No Chords But The Truth with Twinny. Da, 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 da. And welcome to Matt Spratlin's podcast. <laughs> welcome to the No Chords But The Truth podcast. We have 20, with special guest Matt Spratlin today, uh, in Bertie Blossoms. Yeah, Ed Sheeran's pub. Yeah. I met him once, you know. He said I had a nice t-shirt. It was a friend's t-shirt. And now that's about as much interaction. I've met him twice now. <laughs> We've spent many late nights... <laughs> Putting the world to rights. <laughs> and so you've got a lot to say and I've got a lot to say about so many things. <laughs> about so many things. <laughs> so many things. And it's normally over drinks. So yeah. that's why we're going to have a gin and, and talk about it. And so I want that, I want that to be, I'm I want scared. you to feel totally, no, this is, this is. When do I never tell the truth? Exactly. I always get in trouble with everybody for telling the truth. People don't like the truth. I've realised this. So it makes me very unpopular at times. But I'd, I can't be any other way. Have you always been like that? Did yeah. you get in trouble at school and stuff? Or just No, do you know what I think it was? I spent a lot of my childhood growing up in a situation that was predominantly... I, I was being lied to. So um, we won't delve into that. It's not a therapy session. But no, like I think everybody has triggers and we're all human and... I've just always been a very straight up person. I think if my mouth doesn't say it, my face says it. And I think like, no matter what people say about me, I, I think they would always go, well, she's honest and she's upfront and she's direct. And not many people can deal, especially as an artist, I think like, and as a woman, people are just not used to someone going, actually, I don't like that. No. Oh. No, I don't know better, but this is what my gut feeling says. And I don't know, it's it's quite interesting. I, and I, obviously it was kind of celebrated when I was up north because that's how everybody was. Yeah. But um, other than that, uh, coming down to London... North, divide, north South Divide personality clashes. Yeah, I mean, I get on with obviously certain people and certain people I don't, <laughs> but that's just been part of being human so I don't think I've ever struggled to tell the truth I think it's just been very built in me because I spent a lot of time yeah you know like smoke and mirrors and yeah. I just I can sniff out a liar yeah I can read people's body language and on all the rest of it and I just know so there's just no point in your lying to me because <laughs> I'll find it out um yeah so yeah it's just the way I am Unfortunately, it gets me into trouble sometimes, but you can't. Well, there's, be not, there's, not, there's not, not enough rock and roll, is there, music anymore? So you can do, we well, can, uh, we can deal with trouble. Yeah, I mean, I'm not like a rock and roll person. I don't take drugs. I'm not drinking all the time. I know it seems like I'm drinking all the time, and I am having a gin now. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I think I'm quite well behaved considering I have. Um, I work, I'm a bit of a workaholic, so I work all the time. Yeah, you're and I'm a bit of a perfectionist. I I think I just struggle to switch off from my job quite a lot of the time. And I put a lot of pressure on other people because I've been so used to self-managing myself and without a label that I'm like, it doesn't really compute in my brain. I'm a, I, I don't know, I think we're all on the spectrum, but I definitely am. Just the way my brain is wired, I can't... If I don't know something, then I need to know it yep. and I need to understand it. Yep. And if something's not working, then I'm going to go, right, okay, so how do we change that strategy? And this is just general in my life. That's just having control, though, over... Yeah, I'm a, I'm a control freak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I am a control yeah, freak. Totally get that. Totally 
and utterly I will, you know, self-confess it, I am. But um, I think that, I don't know. I know, I know my faults anyway, um, but my brain doesn't compute people not being on all the time because I'm on all the time. Yeah. And that has been the biggest struggle for me, I think, in life. Because you kind of expect not just everyone else to be on it, but to understand that you're on it and to take... But I expect a lot. Like, yeah. I'm... I, I, I mean, I'm not... A, I wouldn't say I'm the most complex person in the world, but I have certain things about me, how I'm wired. Yeah. And I expect a lot from my friendships. I expect a lot from my... Um, you know my work stuff and my personal relationships and i don't i'm just an all-in person so i think i've struggled to balance like i sacrificed everything for my music career yeah. like i don't have a life and i should probably have a life because if i let go of it more probably i think i would feel less pressure that i put on myself but um what what stops you from letting go then well, well, I think it's just a control thing, to be honest. I just, I don't, if you look at my career, I've been nonstop since I was four years old. And I'm not just, you know, I think people in this country, and it, I've been back and forth to America where they celebrate this, but people like to put you in a box and a label. Yeah. I mean, nowadays, you know, you can't even label people. People identify with being a man or a woman, even if they, you know, wasn't born that way. And music is the only thing we label. Genre, I don't believe in that either. It's just like good and bad. And I, um, I've i just constantly, I never switch off. So I've really had to try, because it's damaged a lot of relationships um, personally and work-wise. I think people are hesitant sometimes to go, oh, well, she'll just want it her way. Um because I have such a vision of who I am because I've, it's taken me a long time to get to this point. So, so yeah, I just, I don't, I never want anything to fail. I'm not, I'm not frightened of failure, but if I feel like I haven't done my best or people around me haven't done my best and I fail because of somebody else not doing it, then that doesn't sit well with me. Like, I, you, do you know what I mean? So I, I'm a perfectionist with my music I'm a perfectionist with how I like my show. Um, and I'm not that easygoing with stuff like that, unfortunately. And the people that love and care about me and really know me and know how to deal with me get that. But then that's how you filter out your people, isn't it? Mm. You, you find your people. And even throughout this process, I'm finding new people that... I'm such an energy person. I buzz off people. So if someone's making me feel good... Or like, and I don't, I don't respond to bullshit as well. I don't want people blowing smoke up my ass for the sake of it. But I don't know. I just get like really hyped and I want people to do well. And, you know, I like pushing my friends on, you know, cheering them on and being surrounded by people, like-minded people that go, oh, well, it doesn't matter because of your age, you can't do this. Or the fact that you're a woman or, you know, or, well, it's country pop and it's not been none of that matters to me I'm like I love a challenge if you say no to me then that's pouring gasoline on my fire I'm like I'll prove you wrong because I think in my childhood I was always told I grew up in a culture where (laughs) I wasn't allowed to do you know even go up the park because my dad was so overprotective we lived in I lived in a different circle I lived a completely different life to any of my of my friends so I'm always got this fight in me that I've never been good enough and yeah. I have to prove that I am the best. And I think that's why I left home at 15. You know, I got my first job in London when I was 19. I like, you know, when Brian May from Queen gave me my first job. Then I went from ensemble. Nobody in my family knew about music. So it wasn't like Nashville where you knew to go to Music City. Yeah. There was no one around me like that. And if you know, like my heritage, like they just didn't have a clue. So I had to figure everything out by myself and I think that's because I've always had that independence I don't rely on anyone I never rely on anyone so I went from ensemble to playing a lead I was the youngest ever to play Velma Kelly in the musical Chicago um, at 21 which was amazing and I would like kind of tick things off really fast track them then did a TV gig and then got my you know 
start office at Glen Close and the wife and did all these things but in the background was always doing music but couldn't really figure it out like yeah. couldn't find the right people but through musical theater i found my first manager and through that manager i found like the writing session and then found john green who is one of my best friends if you don't know who john green is he's amazing he's produced loads of records he's just had his first number one in country number one with lady a um what if I never get over you? And he produced all the James Bay stuff. Such a big track. He's like amazing, but he changed my life because he was the first person really that believed in me because I was, I grew up on Hollywood movie musicals. I was very, I respect a discipline of like dancing and acting and singing and writing. Like I want to be all of that all encompassing. I want to be a performer. And he, because I'd come from like a different world, I hadn't gone, I hadn't had a rich mum and dad. I'd had to work all my life to get where I wanted to be. I lived alone in London. I was grafting and I was hustling. And I think he saw something in me and respected it. And even before country music is a thing, because I, I feel like I, 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 it's like pop you know, his country, but his storytelling is, it's almost like if you look at Ed Sheeran, if his, you know, his singer songwriter stuff, it's almost like folky yeah. country stuff, yeah. but just with a different production. Yeah. And I grew up on people like Shania Twain and Dolly Parton and Billy Joel. So, and rappers, funny enough. What rappers? Oh, just like all the famous all ones. The Biggie, ones. Tupac. <laughs> I think Tupac's like the most amazing thing ever was the most amazing rapper for me he's more of a poet i just love his stuff yeah um Did but also a lot of my family were telling stories when it, you know they're showmen you know they put on a good show yeah. like we used to go down the working men's club from um you know when my grandma would play bingo and she'd make me sing and then they'd call it at the end and they'd be like order order let us sing and then my grandma would sing and a bit like irish folk like you've seen Catherine mcgrath's videos it was a bit like that yeah, yeah. um so i had that real community and then obviously i found out about nashville through john and went back and forth there and just really fell in love with the community there and yeah. um yeah, I'm not letting you talk at all, am I? <laughs> I mean, I, I haven't even had a gin I, yet. I might just pop back in a minute. This is perfect. <laughs> By the way, cheers. Cheers. Um, but yeah, what was the question? Um, there haven't been one yet. There has. <laughs> we we were talking before, so. <laughs> how, so how old were you when you first started playing music? Um, when I first, when I first ever sang, and this is the God's honest truth. I was probably about nine months old and there was actually a video of me and my dad singing and I'm like copying. And my dad says on it, uh, oh yeah, she sings, she dances, she's a proper little poser. I think it was just always in me, whether I was like starved of attention and just was like a complete drama queen all the time. But you know when you see kids and you think, oh, they don't really um, change. Yeah. Like I've never really... I've always been the same, really. So, and then I got my first piano um, when I was, I think, eight. And then um, I did. So I didn't pick up the guitar until I was really, really uh, in my twenties. All right. I'm still well, in like my twenties. Right <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so have you always written music as well? Like. Um. Yeah. I have. In fact, that's how it started for me because I would write down. Although I'm quite like out there and I'm good in a crowd, I'm really not, you know. I find I've got, um, I'm not like a parties person. I hate being in situations. If you see me at a party, you'll see me talking to the people I know because I'm so like, I'm not, I'm just not good. So I used to write a lot of my thoughts down, spend a lot of time by myself actually, writing poems and being the oldest of four. I saw a lot more than what my other siblings did between my mum and dad and, you know, I mean, this is not some boohoo story, this is just life, like I had a great upbringing. But um, I remember when my mum and dad were splitting up, there was a song that I'd writ written, um, and I just made up a tune to it. I didn't have any music, but it was like, 
I must have been about six or seven and I've still got it at home and when I read it to my mum she started crying because she couldn't believe that I'd written it and it was something like one in three marriages end end in divorce don't do it remember for better or for worse and it was just like it was obviously I'd just been like a sponge and subconsciously seen what was going on and they really wasn't happy and yeah so it started really really young and then obviously when I picked up um instruments then it started to progress but I definitely think as a writer because I come from that sort of film-like world and I think of concepts and I love words lyrics and it's all about story for me I think that kind of helps me so I think about stories in my head or people tell me stuff and then I'll write a story you know I mean, I wrote a song last night called Wrong Party and it was about the Brits, you know, when I got in. It's just like, my brain is always on. I think it's just a way of me expressing myself. Um, Yeah. But that's something natural as well, isn't it? So many writers will go to Nashville and spend days writing three, you know, three songs, you know, the lunchbox sessions and all the rest of it Mm -hmm. on Music Row. But you've either you've either got that in you or you need to take time to hone that as a craft. I've spoken to so many songwriters, like Lindsay L, for instance, who that's the first thing she had to do when she got to Nashville, was like that. Mm. But life experiences obviously makes up so much of that. Of course it does. That. And do, 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 do you does. find yourself going back that far as well now, even though you've written for, you know, how many years? Do you know, throughout this album process, um, it's, I, you know, I did my thank yous on it today and mm-hmm. for approval yeah. and I said oh, it's been a dream come true and it has but there's been so many times that I felt so vulnerable and so low like that I was like why am I doing this to myself why do I want to put myself out into the world like for me songwriting was always just like a self thing of like just putting you know when you journal and stuff um but going back to Nashville I definitely, I, I definitely feel like going there, people, because of the uh, rooms that I was in, people are a lot more welcoming, so yeah. they make you feel safer. And I'm a trust person. I don't trust anybody. My mum will tell you this. I don't trust anyone. And it's something that I really have to work on because it it, it, it hinders me. Like, is that the right word? I yep. think so. Um, but I think that's come from when I've been younger because I've always had to like rely on myself really to get where I want to be and also just I'm the oldest of the family so you look after your brother and sister but going to Nashville made me feel safe and I definitely flourished there and I feel like I'm such a better writer like it's a discipline at the end of the day so I wanted to get good at it I wanted to be the shittest person in the room I wanted to be in them rooms where I felt insecure because and I found my power there as well because I thought no one is me and that's the power. That That is what I say to every new artist coming up or no matter what age you start writing. You have got a story that only you have got. There yeah. is no one like you in this world that can tell your story like you can tell. But people can help you and help bring it out. Yeah. But there is only one twinny from York literally there is I think there's only one 20 in the world actually um, but yeah so I found strength in that so when I felt insecure I thought no fuck it I've got a lot I've got a lot to say they don't know my background or where I've come from and like Hollywood Gypsy the album that's you know that that is the backbone of me like two worlds colliding and it's funny that I grew up with a mom and dad that are completely different probably shouldn't have got married but um they I was one person with my dad and I was another person with my mum like just culturally who I used to hang around with how I talked and I found I've um done that in my adult life yeah as well it's weird what you're no, you really. go back to being familiar with you know like dysfunction attracts dysfunction or you know I feel like I've definitely done that in my adult life. Um, but it's been a strength as well. So, yeah. yeah, it's quite weird, really. Looking back on my life so far, of all the people that I've met, and I have a lot of faith as well, there's been times I'm like, oh, why am I waiting? Why Why do I see everybody 
you know, because I used to write with Ben Earl. Yeah. Um, we actually did, started a load of demos, me and him, where it was duets. And that's how he kind of did the Shires. And, you know, asked me to sort of be in that. And I declined because I wanted to do my own thing. Um, and then when you see everybody racing past you, people getting signed and stuff, like, at the time, you don't, you can't compute it. You're like, I work so hard and I'm doing this and I'm like, but then you look at me now and the Shires have opened the gateway to country music. Yep. Like, it's like a ripple effect. You just don't know. I'm a very big believer in what's meant for you will be. And I think that's where I find peace. At times, don't get me wrong, like I'll phone my management and I'll be like, I can't do this anymore. <laughs> I just don't know. I feel like the world is ending, literally ending, because it's the loneliest job in the world, I think, being a solo female artist. It is. And you're in it all the time. You can't be objective about anything because it's you. So so fucking weird. You know, like videos, like approving them. Oh, my skin looks shit. People think you look beautiful. I'm like, no, I'm fat. I'm, you know, I don't like that. I look ugly. Constantly not being nice to myself. Like if I was my friend, I'd, I just wouldn't be friends with me. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah, if no. I was friends with me, if I treated myself like how I treat Well, you'd be sick of yourself. Yeah, I would. I'd be yeah. like, oh, I don't treat my friends that way. I'm like so positive and... But myself, I'll look in the mirror and I'll be like, I don't like you. And it's awful. Like, because you just... I think that's what I do with my writing. I t I, a type of girl was all about me being, because I feel like I've got a responsibility as a writer as well to be real. There's so much bullshit out there that you can just do a, a dance tune or whatever, but I, I really want to get inside people's hearts and heads and make people either think or cry or dance because that's what made me want to do music, the power of music of, you know, Billy Joel, she's got a way that always sends me back to a memory of me and my ex-boyfriend of like, and it makes, it triggers an emotion. It triggers me being upset. I'm like getting upset about it now. But because that's the power of music. It can take you back. That and smells to me, I think. Smells is a big one. So yeah, just, uh, it goes back to telling your own story. I think the best people are always that I um, aspire to be like, are authentic in what they're saying because that's what people they don't want it sugar-coated. People like to listen to sad songs. They like to be sad and think about their ex or... You know, for someone who brought... You know, one of the biggest tracks of last year was obviously Social Babies. Mm. And there was... you know, In amidst all of the social media barrages and, you know, the, the pros and the cons... And I fucking hate social media. Yeah, but it do you know what? It ruins my life. I know, but do you know what? It makes people's life, and I know it's a thing that you have to do, but I grew up in a culture where people would knock on your door and you'd be like, you come out. Like, I feel like we're going so far away from what makes us human. And, you yeah. know, nature, like, stuck in a screen all day. You don't know what them Bluetooth head speakers are doing. This 5G, like, apparently <laughs> causes cancer. I'm like, great. But it's funny how you feel peace when you're in nature. And then that is just chaos. Like, anybody can contact you at any point and then you know when someone's read the message then you get anxious oh I just can't I can't deal with it I can't deal with it but for someone who writes these songs I mean it's going to be so so refreshing for people listening to your music and going to your shows to to hear this side of it where they come from you know the mm. the real you behind it yeah but that comes across on your social media as well you know okay. there's, there's glimpses of that you know you put cool. quotes up you you put meaningful texts that a friend has sent you I don't like being fake that's it yeah, I that's don't like being fake because you look at um, I mean Social Babies I wrote five years ago hmm. you know way before it's, that it's worse than what it's ever been now but I feel like we all have a responsibility on social media and we, you know we've created this generation of like being insecure like yep. everybody's insecure anywhere, but we're really insecure on social media. So everyone's pictured with their best life. I was like, we should invent shitter 
and everyone just posts shit <laughs> pictures of themselves and, so and actually it'll make people feel better because it's real. Like none of it is real and it's yeah. damaging to kids. And I feel really strongly about mental health because I struggle with it myself. And I don't honestly feel like there's enough emotional support around. I really don't. Like, especially what we do, like when you're constantly out doing your thing, you're on show for everybody. Um, but it does take a real effect and like what people say about you that's why I don't like it I mean god love her the Caroline Flack thing really hit me hard because I felt like she was I didn't know I'd met her once but she felt like she could have been one of my friends yeah and I think there just has to be I don't know I want to create a community where people feel safe and feel loved because we all need love that's all we're searching for and Instagram and Twitter, it's all trolls behind that they can say what the fuck they want. And I and often try and be too honest on my Instagram. I get told off. Because I, I will post shit that I think is funny or, you know, that someone has sent me and try and be as real as possible. I don't know, because I'd rather people like me for me than this fake version that I have to carry on for the rest of my life yeah. being, you know? Um I think the more of that that people show, it also shows a vulnerability. And with that, I think it shows people are human and that's what we need more of. So that was the whole reason behind writing Social Babies because I wrote that on the train and I came in with it in the session and I was like, I've got this, what do you think? Moon Pete just put a track to it and it was awesome. And I remember writing it that day and I was like, this is gonna be a big song. I feel like this is gonna be a big song. And he was like, I hope you're right. <laughs> and actually John Green didn't didn't agree with me at the time because it was just a voice note. And then the track came out and was like, ha, told you. <laughs> but. It was. It was one of the biggest last year. It was, it was amazing. And, well, how's the album doing? Because everyone's wanting to know when it's coming out. It's, it's finished, isn't it? It you is finished. You've written a thanks list. Um, it is scheduled for April the 17th. Oh, an actual date. Okay, I wasn't yeah. expecting that. It's uh, all approved. It's all done. Um, do albums get pushed back? Might do. Yeah, might they, they do and they will. They might do, might <laughs> not. I don't know. I'm like really excited for everyone to hear it. But obviously I have massive anxiety about... I still feel like nobody knows who the fuck I am. I think everyone knows who you are. Not yet. They don't. <laughs> not, in a, not in a real way. Not in a real world. I mean, they definitely do in the country community um, here and in America. <clears throat> um, but far as radio goes, not really. Mm. Um, media, not really. Um, it is really hard. I find it, this has been probably the worst bit of it because I don't know what's going to happen and I can control everything Because up to now you've had something to build to. And yeah, it's almost like and pushing then, something off a cliff. But then, it? like, also, there's there's two ways of looking at it. It comes out, it flops, I get dropped, I keep going. Or it comes out, we keep building, there's more stuff. You don't know which track off the album is going to blow, if it blows at all. The thing is, for me, Hollywood Gypsy is just the first chapter of, like, letting people, my mark on the world, my debut album. Yeah. Obviously, I would love it to come out and be a smash and chart like that would be amazing the likelihood of that happening i don't know probably do you, not do you think the uk market is going to play a big part in that or is you going to be concentrating a lot stateside as well because i you mentioned Both, you mentioned really. on that the shires opened up the way yeah. you know let's not let's not rule out the country music that came before the shires but they in a major way in, in a mainstream way they have opened up those doors to to create a scene where young uh aspiring artists, country artists, songwriters, Americana players, everything can have a place in the scene all around the country. Mm -hmm. There's festivals all over the place now. You know, if, you, if, if it's a country show, it pretty much sells out, sells out. Yeah. So, but how many country artists are getting signed to a major or, you know, we're still early on and it's, there is a tipping point. So yeah. as, well, a, I don't as an think artist like, who's going to put out an album as big as yours. I mean, the Shires are a, they're an act that have been around for a, a lot of years now and yeah. I'm a brand new act. If 
I'm going to be brutally honest. I don't think my music is the same. Like what we do, I think it very, it tips the, the pop side of things. If we're being like really honest, Bob Harris wouldn't play type of girl, the new version because it was too pop for his show. So to me, like... You said he did not play it? I don't think he did, no. Really? Like, he played Type of Girl, the um, the slowed down version, but not the pop version. And I totally respect that because I don't think it, it fit in his show. Like, it's so poppy. And Social Babies is poppy. Like, that is a... He's got a responsibility to his um, listeners to... Um, you know, Ashley McBride and, you know, Casey Musgraves that and uh, I'm, I'm trying to think like Willie Nelson was playing that week and Type of Girl really stands out that it's not in that lane it's more in a it crosses over I think into both worlds Yeah. so sometimes people don't know where to put me yeah. which I think is a good thing because if you're not dividing opinion the th- the thing is if it, if it fails which you know I don't look at anything as a failure but if it doesn't you set an expectation if it doesn't fulfill that expectation that is fine. If you look at Lizzo, you know, she released that Truth Hurts in 2016 and now it's a smash. Like, anything can happen. Um, but I've tried to stay in my own lane, as in, like, I've created the music for me that I wanted to do. Luckily, I had a label that let me do that. You know, they believed in me enough, which, yeah. and they're really happy with the album. They think it sounds great. Um but I didn't look at the market and was like, oh, I want to be like the Shires or Ward Thomas or I want to be like Dua Lipa or I just wanted to create music that, because I never write for radio. Like I wrote a song called Bad Bitch. I know it's never going to get played on radio. <laughs> it's never going to get played, but it was something that I needed to write. So I'm I'm not an artist I'm that thinks in like money-wise, how much it's going to weigh. I know every other person does around me because they all want to make money, but I don't think like that. So, and also I think that's the best way to be because if it comes from the heart and it's true and I love it, then I'll light up a stage. If I'm singing music that is just like, nah, okay, yeah, I was made to put this out, it's not going to connect because I'm not connecting with it. Yeah. You know? Um, But... Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm excited. I don't know where it's going to go. I mean, we've been played on Radio 2. We've been playlisted for Type of Girl. Yeah. So that's great. Um, but you're back and forth from Nashville as well, right? Yeah, and we're doing already. an EP with BBR. So I think internationally, I'm the only person that's doing that at the minute, yeah. which is great for, I mean, I did hassle them because I was like, I want to live there. <laughs> Let me live there. Um but yeah, for me, that it'll it'll just all cross over, and that's the way it's going. Like I'm quite forward thinking. Like Dan I think and Shay, ha- that has to happen. At some well, point people, anyway. do you know what? If anything, all this country pop thing. I know people have like been like, it's not country. I mean, if you look at Willie Nelson, he's not the same as Garth Brooks. Oh, they were saying it's the like same a about different... Twain in the nineties. Exactly. I think that what it's done is created a need for. People love good songs, yeah. well-written songs. They love it. So it, it's introduced another audience. Like, there's loads of young people that come to my yeah. show. Um, you know, and kids. It, it just, it's going to go that way and we're streaming. And I think, yeah, I can I can see it going that It's way. an exciting place to be because, you know, the last three years it's been growing so much, but whether it was ever going to get to the point where now there's, there is a place for the festivals and, and the majors coming in and, and the streaming and the crossover, we're there now. We're there. So, yeah, I think I think it's a good time. Well, people like Justin Bieber and Dan and Cher yeah, yeah. paving the way. Like, people just like good songs. And BB Rex a track. I'm sure George yeah. I loved it. Meant to be. Also, I just think that community is awesome. Like, I've never, ever felt like an outsider there. What, in never, Nashville? Yeah, I've never... I'm just in the country scene, like... You, yeah, you, spent time cool. with, you spent time with one of the most funniest people on the internet, Dave Barnes. Oh, yeah. He is... He, he I is. stay with him and his wife um, when I go over there. It's so funny. I've got about five bedrooms and mm-hmm. everybody's like, when are you coming to stay? I'm like, I have to spread my... I don't feel rested there because <laughs> I'm doing sessions and then I'm moving out half the time. I'm like texting the group saying, who's got my leather jacket? 
um yeah no he is amazing an amazing songwriter like i'm just surrounded by great people there that are enthusiastic and you know love songs it's not the same for me in london i i hardly i write a lot by myself here but it's not the same community i think yeah. and that's what i want to encourage because there's loads of great uk talent yeah. here that i think needs nurturing and it's a whole new market and what, what names would you put out there and i think laura oaks is amazing yeah. laura evans um I'm just gonna plug all my friends Let's <laughs> go for it. um laura oaks was amazing at the british country music festival last year she's incredible like yeah. why is she not signed yeah Mind you, being signed isn't all the be-all and end-all because you've got more people to please. People are pumping money into you. You have to deliver. It's, it's, I found it so much more easier when I didn't have a manager and didn't have a label because I only had to answer for myself. And but, I answered to myself and I was going off my own timeline. Yeah, but... That's the biggest thing in this industry. But Hurry you up and wait. I hate that. I'm so impatient. But you do have that advantage of having such a good team around you. Yeah, they are amazing. You know, and... I, I get asked all the time by sort of younger artists, do I need a manager? Do I need this? Do I need that? I'm like... You I need the, the right the, manager. I was about to say, the general consensus is... Well, you need yeah, the right you people the right around guy. you. I mean, Steph sat in the room now and she <laughs> is one of my managers, but she is probably one of the people that calm me down the most. She's my Taurus sister. <laughs> but she... It's important for people to like get you. It really is. But I yeah. had to find that. That was not easy. And, and you know, sometimes you find, you think you find it and then you work together for a bit and then it don't work or whatever, like people get dropped or there's a lot of luck involved in like the music industry, I think, and a lot of politics and... Um, but you've also got, there is an element of creating that luck. You have got to put yourself in the right place. Yeah, I mean, I right do. I, I, to be honest, like for any young artist that is listening, I just, I ask everybody... Yeah. I DM everybody, yeah. DJs, even people that are big. I send them my videos. Even now, I don't care whether it looks like I'm on call. Well, there's nothing more. Shania Twain seen my video, you know. Yeah, really? Yeah. How would you know that? Because um, my management, I'm mean, allowed to say this. Yeah. Well, Anastasia is one of their clients, and the backing singer is she called Amy? No. Um, she. One of the backing singers also backing sings for Shania Twain. Oh, and she showed her and she loved it. She was obsessed with it, apparently. Amazing. So, oh, can't wait <laughs> to meet her. Her and Dolly Parton. Collab. <laughs> so, um, yeah. I can't remember what we were talking about. Then. No, what were we talking about? I don't know. Oh, the right people. Yeah. I mean, but that's just life. Yeah, I'm a big energy person, so I buzz off people. If they're on my wavelength, on my frequency, as I call it, you can get so much more done. Like, I don't know. I'm in a place now where I've um, I've done all I can do. It's up to everybody else now. If the people don't like it, if it doesn't connect, then I'm not. I love doing it. I love performing it. Yeah. So but there is a it. part of that submission that a, a younger artist or someone without a team around them hasn't got, and you've been there, so you know mm. about it. But you know, there's, there's you just gotta pe listen. You just gotta keep knocking on them doors, yeah. banging them down. I kicked them down. I made people listen to me. I just wouldn't go away. <laughs> I don't go away, and I I think that's why people sometimes are a bit like, oh God, she's a bit too much. It's because I I and it might come across desperate sometimes and I'm sure I have been in the past <laughs> but I'm just like no like that no doesn't work for me we need to turn that into a yes because that's not what I want so I just I keep going until I get what I want <laughs> well, it's been which so is probably not a bad thing what's been some of like your favourite times in so far I mean when I, when I say favourite times I mean I'm talking like the last two years maybe you know with yeah like no back when I was six years old <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Style. um well, host, hosting the BCMAs with me probably, wasn't it? Yeah, of course. Um, <laughs> well, I sang with Brian Adams. That was pretty special. Oh, yeah. He invited me up on stage. Didn't even know me. That was cool as shit. Um, when I found out from we were on the train from King's Cross somewhere with my band member, Joel, and Steph, and Steph told me I'd made the B-list on 
radio yeah. for Social Babies. That was awesome. Yeah. When I filmed Type of Girl, I loved that video. Because um, you've waiting for a long time for that to come out. That's been around for a while. That's, yeah. that's a song that, like, whenever I saw you live, that's the, oh, yeah, 20s on stage. That yeah. was, do you know what I mean? It's got I'm that about it. Yeah, yeah the, the actual version that's out now was the original version. Right, okay. And they wanted to, Nashville slowed it down because they wanted to get it, they thought it was too pop, but they wanted to get it on different playlists and stuff. So, yeah, that. Um, I'm trying to think. There's been so many moments. I guess for me, the biggest, the best moments for me are like when I see my family. And they come and see me on stage, and my grandma and granddad are still able to watch. They're like they're my best friends. They're eighty four and eighty five. Were your family at the at the British Country Music Festival? Yeah, freezing to death. <laughs> Bless them, they came way too early. No, that was the, that was the BCMAs. Oh, at the festival in Blackpool. Yes, they were. were. They? Yeah, 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 yeah. They're amazing, and they do so well, and they never miss a gig. And you know, she tells the whole world about me this is great <laughs> but I'm going on tour and I'm going to York which is amazing that's nearly sold out brilliant um, is that the Fillmore tour I mean it's your tour yeah. but is it the one that's... yeah it's Fillmore's tour yeah, it's Fillmore I'm tour. just like, just <laughs> clacking around um, yeah Fillmore's coming on tour with me so we're doing Glasgow if you haven't got your tickets please do because they are going thank <laughs> god um, Glasgow Birmingham Bristol Manchester York is nearly sold out and London almost sold out as well so and yeah. C2C and C2C doing Berlin and then doing oh cool you did that as well and okay. doing uh, London but I'm playing the spotlight stage spotlight stage which is in the arena if you don't know guys <laughs> which I'm really on my excited. birthday is it your birthday yeah on my birthday yeah. oh I'll have to sing happy birthday to you then um, yeah I'm really excited about that because I'm the only British person apparently on there yeah. this year um, so that was great. Um, it's just, it's nice because I've done it. This will be my third year or fourth year that I've done it. And every time I've kind of stepped up. So they've really supported my career and seen so how I've been. Does that mean there's only one more place to be next year? <laughs> I don't think I'll do it next year. Like unless something massive happens, but I'd like to come back and actually do the main stage headline it one day. So we'll see. I don't know. Anything can happen. I mean, look at Lewis Capaldi. He was playing in bars three years ago, and now he's just nominated for a Grammy. Brit Award winner. Yeah, did he win last Sell, night? Sold out his arena tour before his actual album I came. I mean, that's the level you really want to be at, isn't it? It's but that's the power of a song. That's the power of a song. Yeah. And also, he's just fucking brilliant. He just does his own thing, doesn't he? You mark it, that thing, I feel like, is himself. You know he wrote that song about his nan? Yeah. Quite funny, his interview. Yeah, <laughs> he like, where he said, like, <laughs> and thankfully for me, <laughs> my nan passed away. So, I feel like we'd be really good life. mates. Yeah, he's a funny guy. He's funny. Yeah. <laughs> I want to. I want to sort of go back and talk about something you you sort of touched on uh, in your opening <laughs> monologue. In my opening monologue. <laughs> and that is, you know, I I find this quite hard, quite a hard question to stage actually, because obviously I've got no authority in this question whatsoever. But in you, you've you've had quite the journey so far, and you are where you are because of who you are and what you do yeah and women in the music industry is such a prominent conversation on social media across the press and, and just everywhere mm. do you are you finding it easier now than when you started or is it just as hard like what what are the struggles that like i know there's struggles. i'm i'm sort of in a way i'm setting this up because i know that you know that yeah you, you've got thoughts on this but you know we've never really talked about that i mean women generally in the music women generally think have the worst time women generally in the music industry i feel like have to fight harder and women in country music i mean that's a whole different ball game like mm. how long you got that's just pathetic you know it's 2020 and we're still having to fight to have equal playlist and all the rest of it and yeah. the you know when you think of country music i think of dolly parton yeah patsy klein yeah Tommy i don't Burnett. think of a man i think yeah. johnny cash but them three, that's what, who I think of. Yeah. Um, if, I mean, I have, I'm an alpha female, so men don't like me, naturally, I don't think. That's I what scare, I hear. I scare them off, I think. <laughs> I, I mean, they like me, but I have a very strong opinion about stuff. 
especially when it comes to me. No one knows me like I know me, so don't tell me what I'm supposed to think or feel. Like, um, uh, yeah, I just, um, I've struggled a lot with that. I've had to keep my mouth shut and play the game, as they all say. And if I was a man, my life would be so much easier. And people in my own circle, like, I'd, I find it difficult. And um, it upsets me because I'm the person that has to go back and process these thoughts. And it's not like I can talk through it with everyone, you know. I can't talk through it with my mum because she just doesn't get it. Um, that's when I talk to my other friends in the music industry, especially women, because there has been so much crap that I don't even want to say on here. Do you think it's like a do you think it's a lack of explanation as well? You know, like why isn't the radio play there? Why are the festivals so lopsided? I mean there's no one saying, Oh, because it's just you know I mean they can't their answer can't be oh they're shit hmm. because the women in country music and the women generally that I know in music are badass women. Because we have to fight harder. We have to and I hate playing that card because I don't like it, I can stick up for myself, but I always think of like a 16 year old that's just got signed, that doesn't really know who they are, that being shaped and molded and go, oh, you could do this and da 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 da. Like, it goes back to like the support. Like, are you, rarely anybody asks me like, oh, are you okay? Like genuinely, are you okay? Cause I'm so on it all the time. I'm so like just tunnel vision, autopilot. It's only when I get home and I'm like, why did why did they say that to me? Or why did he say that to me? I start to think, I'm like, wow, if I was a man, he wouldn't... If, if somebody said that to me and I was a man, I'd have fucking knocked them out. Mm. Like, honestly, I, I would have done. And um, and I'm quite fiery anyway. So, in and I wear my heart on my sleeve. I'm very emotionally driven sometimes, especially stuff, I think, like, people mistake my passion for like being aggressive like I'm like no I just don't I want this because I want it to work so much or I, I feel if I feel like I'm not being heard and this has happened in my personal relationships as well and it's something that listen I know what I'm like as a person I'm not the most easiest of people like when I feel strongly about something but if I don't feel heard this is another trigger point it goes back to being a kid like I feel like I'm that six, six year old being like no no, but I don't know how to explain it. Like, if you're gonna blame the stuff that ha- like the bad, take the bad, you've got to take the good as well. Yeah. And that makes me a fighter. That makes me go, no, sorry, I'm really good at confrontation. Like, not in a fight. Like, I'm gonna knock you out because I'm just, I, you know, I don't like that at all. I can't fight, but <laughs> in a sense of, I feel bad for the other person if I've upset anybody or like even if I know I'm right I'll back down sometimes but like, okay it's all right mm, okay and then I go back and it manifests itself that. for that <laughs> I mean I definitely say my piece uh-huh. but um I don't know I think it all everybody handles <clears throat> stuff differently I think I'm a lot more open about if someone talks to me in a certain way I definitely recognize it I'm like mm, no that's that's not appropriate and I'll call somebody out on yeah. it. Um, but yet then I, d- I don't want to make a fuss or I don't want to make a scene so that half the stuff I just let go. Um, but you know, it's just, it's just life, isn't it? it? Life is not easy sometimes and you just, it's experience. I take it down to... Do you have to find yourself holding back on social media saying what you yes. really think? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, I get told off all the time. You can't put that. <laughs> don't put that. <laughs> Um, what about the yeah fa- because that's how I express myself as well like I feel like I'm very honest in that yeah. and sometimes when I'm by myself I just want to write something or I'll put up a quote and it's basically everything that anybody does on social media is calculated I'm calculated I know exactly who I'm pointing the finger at just don't tag them you know <laughs> <laughs> but I think like oh look at me I'm on a sun lounger like you just want everybody to know that you look good in your bikini girl that's it yeah. Um I haven't posted one like that, but... Yeah, neither have I. I don't like (laughs) pictures like that myself. Uh, Yeah, I don't know. 
What about the festivals? Uh, the, the, the clamor at the moment, uh, not the clamor, but the suggestion that there should be fifty-fifty split. Do you, would it's difficult because I feel yeah. like if the the talent's not there, I don't ever want to be put on a stage for the fact that I'm a woman. Yeah. I want to be put on the stage because I'm fucking great and I'm going to sell that crowd, <laughs> you know, a proper show. And I think like it co- all comes down to talent at the end of the day. I think the difference in country radio is they basically can see all this talent, but they're not of women, but they're not putting them on. So it's like hitting yet not only have i chose the most difficult industry to be in and the most difficult job i've all also picked the most difficult genre i mean is there something wrong with me <laughs> literally is there something wrong with me um yeah i must love a challenge but i i like that because we're part of change right now 100 we're part of a change yeah. that is gonna go down in history like cmt made history the other day that said it was 50 50 for women and men playlist. It's amazing because it's not happened. Yeah. And it is a boys club. I feel like the whole music industry is a boys club, but it's changing. And, you know, I don't know. With streaming as well, it makes a difference. So, yeah. We'll get there. We'll get there, girls, won't we? When, when you're touring... Mm-hmm. Or you're writing, where, where, wherever you are on your, you know, your every day. I'm talking, yeah, the touring part is part of the year and whatever. What, what is the hardest thing for you? What do you struggle with the most? <laughs> I'm not trying to turn this into a, a <coughs> let's bring it down sort and of Let's session. bring it down. But, it is, but, but we talked about social media. What do we, I struggle with, Steph? Come on, you can be. Yeah, what do I struggle with? What's my worst thing that I struggle with? Yeah, sleep, but like emotionally, yeah, I struggle to sleep. Yeah, I don't, I don't like sleep. It doesn't like me apparently. I don't sleep. I don't switch off. Deliberately. I dance it. Yeah, everybody asks me if I go to the gym. I don't go to the gym. (laughs) I just dance every single night, and then after (laughs) I've danced, I get in a bath. (laughs) I'm not even lying. This is my routine. Um, I've always been a night person though. Like yeah. I'm more cr- well more creative at night. I like getting up early in the morning and getting shit done, but I'm very uh yeah. I don't know, it's just my thoughts. I can't switch off. I think if I had a boyfriend as well, then that might help. But saying that Adam used to get my ex boyfriend used to get well pissed off with me because <laughs> I'd just be going on my piano and like get into bed and like I can't sleep though. <laughs> So, so what do you find the easiest? What do you enjoy most about? Being on stage. Yeah. I love chatting shit to the audience. I love how seeing their faces and I love dancing around. Like, to me, I just want to get to an arena stage because then that I can put on the show that I've always dreamed of. Do you know what I mean? With my dancers and my... Because I <laughs> love to dance. I want, like, the headset and <laughs> me at the piano. Like, But we've got a long way to go yet before we do that hopefully well, some of God the festival willing. stages have been good oh they've been amazing yeah yeah I like sometimes I, I for a new artist I've had some great spots like on the main stage for Long Road last year um yeah C2C has been brilliant we had we did the BBC Radio 2 stage yeah been on tour with Keith of Sutherland like he sells out like I've just had the best time I have the best time my artistry and the reason why I do this job is because I want to connect with people and my artistry is my songwriting and it's being on stage and playing the songs I'm you know all the other stuff I couldn't really care about I don't care about awards I don't care about red carpets like they're nice but half the time I just want to hang out with my friends and have a good time and play music and that is something about the country community isn't it yeah that's it it's a wicked community yeah it really is Um, and it's a nice community I think to kind of come up in because everybody looks after each other and it's nice to be in a position where you can also treat and give exposure to other artists the way that you that you'd want that yeah you were saying about Laura 
I mean, I, I mean, I post about people all the time because I think there's enough room for everybody. Yeah. And I would hope people would do that. For me, when I have uh, stuff, you know, like, that's the... My friend circle is very small, but we all do that for each other, you know? Yeah. Like, there's enough to go around. Right, for those listening... <laughs> Uh, I think I might have heard some new unreleased 20 material. Yes, you have. Probably going to get in trouble for that if you put it out. <laughs> I won't. I won't put it out. But what I will say is that hook, Yeah. it's such a 20 hook. That, the, What's the, the 20 hook? The, the, the rhythm of... That sort of the offbeat Well, do you know where that comes melody. from? Well, that's what I want to ask you. Where? <laughs> I don't Rappers. Really? Yeah. Because their rhythm... Their Full ki- circle. Their, their cadences is like... You know, I went into a writing session and we, and I was joking around and I was like rapping, ad-libbing. They were like, do you want to put that in? And I was like, I mean, but do is. you want me to? Really? And we, But that's the thing. I was just having fun. I was having fun in the session. And I think I think about words as a rhythm because I used to be a dancer or still am a dancer. But like, do you know what I mean? So I feel like just doing that rhythm and then putting words in, it make it may, if it makes me move, then I know it's good. Do you know what's nice about it as well, though? And I know that it comes back to the genre conversation. But yes, it is. It's so I don't. I can't think of any other singers that sing that way specifically. It is. If someone else sang that song, mm-hmm. you'd be like, "Oh, you're covering a twenty song." That that's how stylistic it is to you. But oh. also, it is a very country thing. And I know you wouldn't have deliberately written to. But that is a very country from the mm-hmm. sort of R and B feels of original country yeah. music. It is there. That's that's why that's what that's that's one of the such, such a massive reason why you do so well because it's just it's brilliant. Your music Aww. is brilliant. You know I love your music anyway. Oh, thank you. But do you, is that just you? Is it collaborations? Is it different writers? Or is it you? You pick up those hooks yourself musically as well as lyrically. I would say all of the melodies on the album, and this is like I'm such a melody person. I think I'm probably. I mean, I'm good with lyrics as well, but for me, even if someone pops out a melody, I, they're like, do you like this? And I'm like, yeah. oh, no, can we change it? Like, a lot of it is is me, really. Cool. Um, I always wondered that, because I've never asked you that. That before. sounds so big-headed, doesn't it? A lot of it is me, no, actually. Um, no, all my co-writers are amazing. Obviously, there's some stuff I've not done, but... Um, like words obviously I don't know I'm like digging <laughs> but definitely like all the melodies are something I'm okay with or yeah. I've come up with myself or gone in the room with um, especially things like social babies and type of girl about when I'm drunk um, the way I write as well is if I'll, I'll generally write slow um, if we haven't got a groove in the room. L- I'll Lie, just to, Lie feel... to Me is one of the best songs that came out from anyone last year. Oh, anyone. thank you. Yeah. Thank you very much. Yeah, I love that song. I wrote that about seven years ago. You're just talking about writing slow. Jo- you know, with that. John Green. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, or I'll pick a vibe that I like off the radio or like an old song and then just ad-lib over it, like my own melody. Yeah. So the same chords or whatever and... Um, but generally I do like a lot of my um, songs have uh, like mean chases like I like love so much better when I can't get it baby run <laughs> run run like I'll never get it It's it's got that skippiness yeah. about it like in the pre's I always say to my chorus I'm like let's do a skippy pre because it's too slow now and they're like okay well, <laughs> they kind of get it <laughs> Bring it, bring it back to rap. Bring it back to rap. Definitely, definitely rapping on. Definitely rap on the next. And I, I, me <laughs> and Blanco Brown. Oh yeah, you, like, you're gonna do something. He he rang me the other day. He was like, "Man, we need to get in the studio." I was like, "I know," Obviously, but yeah. like, um, yeah, it's gonna be fire when we do that. Yeah. He's amazing. I love his energy. I mean, he had one of the biggest viral songs last year. The Get Up. It was just amazing. Mad. Um, that, that, his album though. Is so good. Yeah, he's great. He's so good. Some of the harmonies on yeah, that. And he's he's such a performer. That's yeah. what I love about oh, I've him. I've never seen him live. Never seen him. I wanna. He's great. Take it from me. <laughs> and I'm not just saying that because he's my mate, but 
Yeah. Well. We come to the end. Thank you for. <laughs> <laughs> You've been really professional now. Yeah. Aren't you? No. <laughs> Thanks for like genuinely opening up, speaking truth. I feel like a lot of people are going to hate me after this. No, I, it's, it's really good. Oh, yeah, I'm too honest, Anna. It's going to bite me in the ass. And talking to social media. Yes. Your social baby. Where can we find you? My boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have one. Have you heard, Cupid? Um, Twinny official. T-W-I-N-N-I-E. Official. Official, yeah. There's only one anywhere. But it's the same across all socials. TikTok, you got up your TikTok yes. game. I know, I'm so shit on that, and you're gonna have to help me. <laughs> Definitely gonna we'll have do, to help we'll me. We'll do TikTok in a minute. Yes. Yeah, we'll do it. Awesome. Again. Cool. Thank you. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. It's very nice in here. Thanks, Ed Sheeran. Thanks, Ed Sheeran. Thanks for my drink. Thanks for listening to this episode of No Cause But The Truth in association with the British Country Music Festival. We would love it if you subscribe to make sure you never miss an episode and extra love if you'd give us a lovely five-star rating. You can even review the podcast and leave a comment with who you'd like to see on. You can find me on social media at Matt Spracklin. See you next time.